Thanks for downloading this episode of the Simcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching for the Simcast wherever they get their podcasts. The Simcast on RS1. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the Simcast. Welcome to 2024. Uh, with hopefully your favourite sim racing radio output, I'm Matt Hunter. Um, if you hadn't already guessed from by the uh, really very pedestrian introduction that you should be well used to now, new listeners, you're in for a rocky ride. Uh, alongside me, as always, uh, starting his second season um, at uh, Simcast uh, Studios is Mr. Steve Wilkinson. Hello, Steve. Hello. Have I graduated into pro am now? Have I gone? Well, I'm trying to work out if it's going to be like my I'm going to work out if it's going to be like Stuart Grand Prix, where your second season is rockier than your first, or if it's like BAR, where your second season is actually pretty good and you score some podiums. Rock on! I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up, everyone. <laughs> this is going to be good. <laughs> uh, and for, I'm going to catch him off guard because I bet he hasn't done it. And for those. Probably not keeping count. Oh no, I've lost it as well. Bear with, because I've lost it. Uh, this is obviously episode one, uh, season three, I think, of Simcast. Uh, and today's star date for those keeping count is seven seven four six one point eight, or otherwise known as the year of our emperor zero two seven oh. zero two four M three. Oh, we're in we're in zero two four now, everybody. And and now that the sun now now that the sun has been shining, the astronomical is very clear for all to see. Uh, alongside us, unusually, um, coming through the warp at the speed of a thousand gazelles, uh, is Mr. Ben Williams. Hello, Ben. I love the fact that you know what the star date is, but you can't remember what episode number we are on. <laughs> I said one. <laughs> yeah, is it it's the fourth season? Is it season four? It's the fourth year that we've technically done this every week Mm. format. Yes, because we did. Yes, because we did it all through, all through uh, COVID. I don't remember exactly when we started weekly in 2020, but it was fairly like towards the beginning of the whole pandemic. Is it not amazing, dear listen, that we don't even know how long our show's been called Simcast? We don't know how long we've been doing it as Simcast. We don't know how long ultimately we've been doing it weekly, and we can't remember how many seasons we've been here for. But it's been a long time, and they haven't got rid of us yet, so that must be a good sign. Have um, we have we gone longer than A One GP now? Oh, or did that go long? Or did that go longer than four seasons? Know. Someone will know. Didn't A1GP turn into that football one, or was that not the same thing? No, that's a different thing entirely, isn't it? Yeah. I used to love A1GP. I was thinking about that earlier. That's what reminded this me. This is the, Series 4, by the way. There we go. Officially. The, Olymp- the, Olympics of, uh, the Olympics of motorsport, that never was. Um, <laughs> now, the reason, why ben, the reason why Ben is here is for people who, um, who may remember this used to be the Torah radio show. Um, Ben's actually here in an, in, a, in, a, in an official capacity. I could barely get that out. It's too cold. Um, <laughs> honestly, typical Brit. Complaining when it's rain. Complaining when it's cold. That's He's here in an official capacity. Because, well, yeah. 
Um, and <laughs> so we haven't even talked about the weather yet. We haven't deviated because we're trying to get this done so that Ben can um, get back to his day job. Hope mm-hmm. none of his hope none of his colleagues are paying attention. Um, they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I work with social services. Yeah, mine are. <laughs> um, but no, you're hearing your official capacity as Tora president because, um, well, yesterday, as the listeners are listening, uh, Tora made an announcement as regards uh, its activities, uh, upcoming activities, or lack thereof, with with Forza Motorsport. So, um, mm-hmm. tell us what the announcement was, Ben, for those who may not have seen it, and and what that means for uh, for Tora moving forward. Yeah. So, our Traditional listeners will know that Forza Motorsport has been talked at length from this program in terms of this is not a, really a complete title. Um, there are many issues with this game on a base level, um, including but not limited to them claiming that everything is built from the ground up, but there's very few changes between the game that came out seven years ago now and the game that came out back in October October um and you know the competitive community the competitive racing community is um, Forza is very disappointed about that um in one of their most recent updates a new glitch which completely breaks the game has evolved um cars now have the ability to disappear at random intervals throughout the race um, to the they point have that, cloaking devices. Yes. Um, to the point that you're still in the lobby, um, but the desync is so great that people around you may not see you, and um, when they cannot <laughs> see you, they can literally drive through your car and send you into the shadow realm without even knowing that they did it, if they can't see you. <laughs> it, this it's is... not... It, this is not an ideal environment for competitive play. So we've decided that we're pretty much going to put all of our current plans on hold. Um, we have the, we are planning on bringing back the ever-popular NAF car. If you're familiar with Taurus series and what that is, um, it's basically the 24 Hours of Lemons. Um, and we are also planning our first endurance event this year at Kailami. But both of those are pretty much on hold for the foreseeable future until they f- fix this invisible car glitch. Mm. It's and we have <clears throat> no idea when that's going to be. <laughs> well, and and that there comes there comes my second question. And I know, obviously, you know, having been in your shoes, I know there's you you obviously can't say very much, but a simple yes or no answer will suffice to this. Has turn ten reached out to not necessarily just Tora but the community for feedback about what's happening at the moment. They have in some ways and they have in some others. Um they released a message earlier today and I haven't seen your run of show so I don't know if you're or earlier this week. I don't, I don't know if you're going to talk about this. Um they did release something to the community kind of talking about how um they are working on several things in the background, such as the card progression system, which we've talked about ad nauseum on this program, um, and how it doesn't actually work. Um, talking about how they need, they're need working on updating the Forza race regulations and some of their AI programming, but there are 
a number of other features that the community, the competitive community, has asked them about at length that they're kind of radio silence on. And unfortunately, that's kind of the norm for Turton Studios at this mm. point. Um, I'm not really sure what the end game for them is, um, but it seems like their main focus is the more casual player, while it's competitive communities like Tora, like Delta, like Race and Haven, and all the others that have come and gone over the last 10 years that keep their game popular, that keep their game relevant um, whenever they try to do their, you know, their big racing competitions like Forza FRC. They come to our players, the ones in the competitive community, to um, be the people that are in those competitions. So if they still want to have those kind of level of competition, this is where they are. In the meantime, they're in the competitive racing community that feels ignored at this point, for the most part. And I'm not sure, depending on how quickly they're able to fix this bug, if the racing community is still going to exist by the time they have it fixed. Unfortunately. Um, if race community's already been pretty mm. damaged because of the long, long wait for this title, and it's just underperforming our expectations left, right, and center. And again, without necessarily spilling the beans on what Tora, what this means for Tora in the long run, uh, one assumes the you know, the, the hardworking staff team behind uh, that organization, which. I may just remind people, it's now legally able to drive a car in the United Kingdom uh, as it enters its 17th year. Um, a little bit scary. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another year will be able to vote in the US. It can, there's, there's quite a few things it can do in the United Kingdom, actually, but we won't go mm-hmm. into that. It's a family show. Um, but, family show, family show. Yeah, family show. You family say show. that, and then there was the infamous episode where... Who's Taylor and I just lost our minds? <laughs> you don't, you, you don't, you lost your minds once. Do you not listen to our show? <laughs> I mean, fair. I'm trying to not cast stones at Glass House in this case. All right. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So without, but without, um, obviously, you know, going into too many details, are there other irons in the fire that Torah can take up? Should the need arise in terms of series because obviously I know that ACC has been used in the past through other platforms as well as mm-hmm. Torah run series. Are there other things that Torah has on lot, you know, in in the in the background that potentially could overlap for this whilst these things are being resolved? There could be, but you know, Torah is so synonymous with Forza, yeah, and. At the fact that, you know, this announcement has caused such an upheaval and an uproar within the Forza community that kind of just shows, like, how intrinsically tied Tori is to Forza. Mm. The thing that we struggled with a lot, and this was also true when you were the president as well, is that because we're so tied to Forza, people aren't taking... A, us as seriously whenever we reach out into other titles mm. um and a lot of the success that we've kind of had on other titles is that when we're pulling over our forza 
friends into other titles as well. That mm. it's the truth that's either ACC or iRacing. Um, so we'll see what happens in the future. Honestly, at, at this time, I'm not sure what's going to be the correct answer or what will be the result of all this. Well, fingers crossed, Ben, that everything pans out. You know, as we said, Tora's uh, entering its 17th year. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's an extremely well-established yeah. community. It's, it's extremely important to all of us on the show for yeah. very obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's been around long enough, and the name the name will, I'm sure, continue no matter what happens with uh, any of the titles that it's been using. Um, so fingers crossed, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you'll be covering this more uh, on your half of the show. <laughs> alternate weeks here here on rsl uh rsl one the radio show uh limited um platform ben thank you ever so much for joining us um yeah happy new year to you young sir and i'm sure we'll speak soon you guys too and i'll be back next week plugging his show how dare he anyway (laughs) cheers ben cheers right okay so well there we go that's a promising start to the new year isn't how how uh that counts long. as a guest, by the way. It, do, it does count that counts I have... as a guest. We're going to have that on I... the... On, I've put that on the board, the whiteboard yep. I've got here that's now got a mark on it for a guest on I... our side of the show. I, I do have other guests. I do have other guests. I do have other potential guests lined up as well, so don't worry, listeners. You don't have to listen to just Steve and I uh, throughout the course of a uh, half of 2024, uh, just in case you're getting worried already. Um... But Happy New Year, everybody, as we said. I hope you all had a uh, wonderful festive period and whatnot. And, uh, and the, you know, your blood, your blood cheese level has uh, reduced significantly. Mine almost has. Um, but the heavy breathing may say otherwise. That's just because I'm generally more round than I should be. Um, Steve, did you, have a, did you have a motorsporty Christmas or did you not have a motorsporty Christmas? Did I have a motorsport Christmas? Because um, you know I'm about no. to reel off a list of awesome things that. Yeah, I, I think you've had a more of a motorsporty Christmas than I've had a motorsporty Christmas because I haven't done any sim racing and I clearly haven't done any motorsport. Um, I'm actually, I'm actually quite disappointed that your that your delightful other half has not purchased for you over Christmas, or Santa has not emptied his sack and provided for you some sort of motorsport goodness. It's a bit. I know. Bit of a shame. It's, I won't lie. It's, it's the first Christmas. It's the first Christmas in fifteen years that that my mother-in-law has not provided me with the BTCC season review. How are you going to sleep at night now? I don't know. Like, I feel. I've, I feel like I've. I haven't missed out at all. Let's face it. I've missed out on anything. <laughs> um, not this year, anyway. Um, hopefully, twenty. I really wish. I really wish that. Of course, we said you know we, we did push uh, Rob Ladbrook's very marvelous um, British GT season review, uh, and of course the associated offer, which meant you could get the 2022 and 2023 season reviews for a reduced price. Um, I do sort of wish they did a proper season review video for that as well, because that'd be quite cool. Mm. We'll that was a good year for British GT. It was a very good year for British GT. Good year for British GT. Um, I'm actually fair enough. Mm, actually. Go Future, future motorsport. I am penciled in to be going to the Silverstone 500. Oh, good lad, get on! That's a that's, yeah. that is the that is the most excellent one to go to as well. 
It is indeed. I'm doing it on an also an educational purpose as well, may I ask? Oh, so it's a work trip, so you can... No, no, not, well, not exactly a work trip. the petrol back. Um, well, kind of. Um, <laughs> kind of, but my um, girlfriend's brother uh, wants to get into engineering and is really into motorsport, and oh. he's never actually been racing before, so I thought, what way to do that by it's going to the British GT and blow his mind with supercars and GT3s? Well, if, if any... Um... Anyone from British GT, any any teams, uh, Rob, if you're listening, uh, if if anyone's able to sort of help Steve uh, and his his no doubt future brother-in-law um, to, <laughs> sorry Steve, um, uh, to get him <laughs> in, yeah, to sort of you know uh, push the engineering side of uh, the wonders that is sports car racing uh, in that direction and could possibly help with a bit of access or something like that. Please do get in touch. Because we're all about um, uh, spreading the love when it comes to motorsport, especially at this time of year. Um, cool. I'm pleased for you, mate. That's a very, very good uh, option to go to. I won't lie. Mm, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Still trying to sort my accommodation for Le Mans, but hey ho, we'll get there when we get there. Um. So what did I? Well, obviously, my wonderful mum did purchase for me uh, Jason Plato's 1998. Uh, Renault Laguna Super Touring Car, which is well, I sent you the picture tonight. It's utterly gorgeous. Uh, yes, I remember that. Yes, I do. Mm. Yes, it is the, very uh, cool. Blend, very very cool. Blend thirty seven branding green one for those who don't remember. Uh, that is from AutoModels.com. I'm just looking over because I've got them all in my boxes. I literally looked at them. Go, that's really awesome. Put it back in their box because I can't display them at the minute. Um. Now, did your did mm. your um, mother really know that that's what she was getting, or did Steph? Yes. Ask? No, she no no she knew. She knew. Fair enough. That's no, fair play. I get that. She sent me a picture and said, "Is this something that you think you'd like for Christmas?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, I would." Because nostalgia and stuff. Because she used to actually have a. I think it wasn't a Renault Sport. I can't remember what the spec was, but she had a Renault Laguna of that age in that color because we went to touring cars and because she liked Jason Plato. So. Fair, yeah, Fair and then in, and then in two thousand when she swapped her car, I convinced her to get a get the uh, on record Type R because we very much like um, James Thompson. We very much supported Honda, and that started the trend of the Honda obsession. G kind of. Well, I mean, I supported Honda from ninety eight, but yeah, in terms of actually getting one, so that's quite cool. Um, yeah, so we had that that turned up. That was really awesome. Um, Something I ordered back in at the very end of 2022 finally turned up, which was Sebastian Vettel's um, last Formula One car from Abu Dhabi, the Aston Martin AM, AMR 21 or AM 21. Um, that turned up. That's really awesome. Um, really, really, really like that model. That is a really um, pretty model. Mm, uh, we also have one of the uh, Centenary Gen 2 Bentley Continental GT3s from Spa. The um, golden black one. I think Seb Morris was in that car. Um, so that's really cool. That's a really cool. I didn't really did a one in 18 scale one of those. So that's pretty That awesome reminded me actually of something I wanted to ask you <clears throat> to find because mm, you're really yeah. good at finding like spark models and always that and the other. <laughs> that helps when you're part of communities that buy and sell them. Yes, go ahead. 
Um, and this also like is out to those community as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I the only car that I actually genuinely there's two actual cars actually I would really want uh, in Spark model like 118 scale or something like that. Mm-hmm. One is I think it's the 2017 or 2018 um, Impsa Proton Spa 24 Hours Porsche, the one that was is Kodak livery. If anyone remembers, I think it was Impsa. I think it was Impsa Proton. Uh, it was Kodak liveried, basically. Um, everyone will remember that. So if that exists, I want it. And also, I want a uh, Nurburgring 24 Haribo Racing Porsche, obviously. I've actually seen a 1 in 43 one on scale of those for sale on a Spark model group that I'm part of, and I very nearly sent you the link. Um, but yeah, they're the only two that I actually would go, I really want one of those. Um, oh yeah, Imps of Performance, Kodak Porsche. Uh, I know the livery. I've not seen that actually as a car available, weirdly. That would be the only other alternative livery I would do as sim racing, because I just think that is a gorgeous contrast of colours. Oh, you can't... Uh... Oh, it's out of stock. Yes, you can get it. Yes, it is a Spark model. Um, so, it, so it has existed. <laughs> So yes, if anyone knows, then do please um, let us know on uh, at Simcast RSL on Twitter X, uh, also on Threads, uh, and on the Instagram as well, or talk to us on the Listeners Collective at um, the uh, Radio Show Listeners Collective on Facebook. Um, We also have, which also took the same amount of time to turn up. I'd almost forgotten that I'd ordered it. the number is it? I love how I could actually hear you turning round, like as if you're actually trying looking. to find it. It's the yes. It's the ninety-eight um, Northwest AMR Aston Martin Vantage driven by. Oh, well, that's the one you 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 yeah. put in the picture in, isn't it? Today, yeah. That is yeah. a. I forgot that livery existed because when I, I saw, saw that, I, I was like, I remember seeing it Daytona. I remember seeing it at Daytona. Uh, Daytona. I was like, I I I love that. And of course, friend of the show, um, David Pittard, drove it. Uh, Nikki Team, who I'd love to have on the show one day, um, was also in it. Um, Stunning livery. I struggle with the current, with that that generation uh, Vantage. It's not prettiest car in the world. I find, in my personal opinion, it might I feel be like the Evo popular, version but... they've just done. Exactly. It's, so it's the, done the really GT, well. The GT3 Evo is gorgeous. But the GTE, I struggled with, especially the works liveries. It was just a bit not great. Mm. Um, but that livery, the the sort of the half blue, black, and uh, day glow livery is really, really, really nice. Um, so that's that's a particularly happy find. Um, yeah, and there's been a few others, and I've got. Um, <laughs> Well, you know how I like V8 supercars from Australia. And you know how you can't generally get them in the UK. So, uh, I, have four, so I have four coming. <laughs> two, You've two gone a Fords. bit mad on this, haven't you? I have a little. Um, two Fords, two Holdens. I mean, you got to have a set, don't you? I mean, you can't yeah, like get them in balance. Otherwise, you so, can, you're going to um, cause a mutiny, aren't you? The 2021 title-winning... Hot, uh, Commodore of Shane Van Gisbergen. 
the 2016 Ford Falcon of Frosty, Mark Winterbottom. Um, the James, oh, this one's gorgeous. The Vodafone sponsored Triple Eight, yes, the Triple Eight, um, Holden Commodore from 2010 of uh, the Goat, uh, Jamie Winkup. Controversial. Um, no, no, he is. He's. I didn't realize how many titles he'd won. <laughs> he is literally the goat. So I, I have a, a, a book <clears throat> right next to me. It's literally called <clears throat> Supercars: The Holden versus Ford Era. I think I put. I think I put a picture of this in the chat as well. I will post this because it's a stunning, stunning. But if you can get a hold of it, it's by. It's edited by Luke West, produced by Gelding Street Press. You could for a while get this on. Uh, V8 Sleuth, but I don't think you can anymore. Um, but it's an amazing book. It's beautifully, it's brilliantly written, beautifully illustrated. So I hide it back under my coffee crisps. Um, <laughs> if, yeah, if you can get a copy of that, do. It's it's a brilliant, brilliant book. Very hard to get in the UK, but you, you go through some of the usual channels, you will find them available uh, for purchase internationally. Um, talking about the V8 Sleuth, I've managed to get hold of uh, so they do a series called The Cars, um, and it's like it's a car-by-car car guide of every, basically every car that's been produced by a certain team over the course of, like, 20 years or so. Um, and I had the Holden one, and I've managed to get a hold of Tickford, um, also referred to as Pro Drive Racing Australia at various points, um, and Triple Eight Racing Engineering. I mean, Triple Eight. I love Triple Eight, so... I have to get that one as well. So I've got those. Um, in, yeah. In a in a roundabout way, over the Christmas period, New <sighs> Year period, while the show's mm. been not on air, you have done mm. more motorsport than you did in the whole of 2023. I have. And it, <laughs> I find it I find it amazing, I, and I don't know quite why. I'm sure even John could sort of shed more light on this, but I don't understand why a series like V8 Supercars or Repco Supercars it is these days, which I think has quite—I think has a bigger following internationally than I think it appreciates. To try and get any of the stuff of it internationally is in, virtually impossible, or ruinously expensive, or you just have to know where to go. So V8 mm. Sleuth is a very, very, very good source. Um, for pretty much everything, to be honest, V8 related. Um. And the books they produce are, are those books. In fact, they produce are, are extremely well priced, and particularly if you're buying them from the UK. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I, 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 it blows my mind that it's so difficult to get stuff. If you think we can buy from like you know model retailers, we can buy indie cars. We can I think get NASCARs, but it's not so easy. All your GTs, all your Formula Ones, most of your touring car stuff. I'm pretty, you know, you can even pick up Super GT stuff if you're really lucky and you know where to look. But you try getting V8 supercar stuff outside of Australia, it's is it possible? Yeah, so, I, I don't know. It's it's one of those weird um, <clears throat> followings as well, though. Is that like the I, I there's a there's a guy at my work who likes his motorsport. Like obviously he watches Formula One and whatever else, but uh, he enjoys his Formula One. But the thing that he really goes Oh, I really like following is V8 supercars. Yeah, and and he he doesn't know like much about like world endurance or GT racing or even really Formula One. But he's like, I really like watching V8 supercars. And you think it's that cult um, 
almost that like cult fan thing, isn't it? Like it's yeah. touring cars, but it's proper muscle. It's like the last proper Bigger. muscle, like big yeah. thing. You know what I mean? And the fact that it's in, um, I always, the, the, the first actual thing when I was like eight, 10 years old, I've seen V8 supercars maybe in the early 2000s, mm. like 2005-ish, um, was it at uh, like the Gold Coast of them like popping over the curb, you know, like three yeah, yeah. So sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. You see what I mean? And you know exactly where that is. And like being 10 years old and you see him like skimming the wall and like the, the, the noise as well, like on the TV, I'm like, oh my word, that is amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like that is the thing that gets me. Oh yeah. About I've the even ma- I, I even managed to get through for eight so and actually, they threw they threw the Newcastle program in for free, um, which was really cool. So that's the first program of twenty twenty three. But I did also manage to get twenty twenty three Bathurst thousand program. I've never had a Bathurst program, so to get the you know to get the latest one was pretty awesome as well. And that's all that's doubly cool because so D, uh, DJR, which is one of the big four teams out there, uh, Will Davidson. I can't remember the whole entire team, but Will Davison definitely races for him because he's one of the only names I can remember. <laughs> remember, um, DJR is the first team to make a thousand races in V8 supercars, and that was the thousandth race at Bathurst. Mm. Um, so they ran a special, li- a special shell livery, or a, a, they, they, they're sponsored by Shell anyway. So they ran an alternate livery, which sort of harked back to the very early days of the team, and. V8 Sleuth has produced a special book called um, DJR, First to a Thousand. It's signed by um, uh, Dick Johnson, individually numbered, that sort of thing. And I've managed to get that book and Will's car as well. So That's, that's very really cool. cool. And it comes with a certificate in it with a special thing in it with the First to a Thousand. Those cars are individually numbered as well. So I'm super pleased with that. Like, almost as pleased as... Um, getting getting the four uh, the four nine nine p. So yeah, that's really really cool. I um, can't wait to see a picture of like your like house in a few years with like a bookshelf <laughs> and like a massive like mantelpiece and open fireplace, oh, and you've got like no, all so, these encyclopedias so, and model cars yeah. on it. Like, that'll so, be so cool. So dear listener, um, if you are if you have a diecast collection and you can't get hold, I can't know what it's called. There's an old set of IKEA ones that you used to be able to get, which everybody who likes to pre- likes to pre- present their their models or collections or whatever in a more professional manner use, but you can't get them from IKEA anymore. The ones that replaced them are, <clears throat> excuse me, smaller and I don't want to say less well built, but they're smaller and more expensive and not as good as these ones that they replaced. Um, so I found a. And I know there's going to be loads of other companies that do it, but um, I was pointing in the direction of a, of a brand called Moducase, Modu-Space, Modu-Case, Modu-Space, um, who produce uh, display stands, if you like. Um, plexiglass fronted. The, the frames are made of um, aluminium profiles, same as like your race rig kind of thing. Um they're built in such a way as that they're basically fundamentally airtight, so that you cut the like your stuff won't get dusty, which I think is really cool. Um, they come LED lit as well, so the end game would be that's how it'll all get everything will get displayed. 
So I can't wait. To come, I can't wait then... to come to the museum of Matt Hunter. <laughs> I can't wait. Cars on one shelf, books on another, Warhammer thereabouts as well, Starfleet ships floating around and whatnot. Yeah, it'd be quite something. It'd be so good. Yeah. Um, anyway, we need to talk about some in the last half hour of the show because we've only done racing. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about Christmas. Because um, weirdly, over the Christmas period, where most you know most uh, race cars are fast asleep with visions of uh, lap charts dancing in their heads and whatnot. Um, SH1T was going down, was it not, sir? When we consider some of the contractual stuff that has happened since we've uh, been off air. Uh, most notably, and this is a deep shock to all concerned, um, iRacing and IndyCar have signed a new contract. They have. Uh, in in the terms of, like, M&M, guess who's back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And to be fair, it's only taken a year, so, I mean, yeah. It's a multi-year licensing agreement as well, officially reuniting... The two legendary brands, as the press release puts it. Um, fundamentally, um, the highlights of this means a return of the iRacing Indy 500, which was much maligned that we lost that for a year. For a year, um, so only one event. But I thoroughly enjoyed when I did it in 22, and I think it's one of the bigger, the bigger events that, bigger special events that take place. So awesome mm. that that's come back. Uh, IndyCar Series branding of series on iRacing. Multiple leagues to run IndyCar Series events on iRacing. And license extension of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. The licensing... they've, they've really gone to town on the we are back sort of mm. thing. Because just to show like the waves and the, the disruption that this caused in the sim racing world of of it leaving iRacing. I thought it had gone for more than just a year. It's weird, isn't it? That's how, like, when they go, yeah, it's back, I thought, oh, brilliant, it's been back. It's been, I thought it'd been gone for, like, two or three years, not yeah. a year. <laughs> yeah. But it is really good. And the, the licensing agreement goes into effect immediately. Um, so that means that the, uh, the rebranding of series cars and events will literally happen in the next few days. Uh, with details of the iRacing Indy 500 available later this month. Um, so that is absolutely brilliant news. I think we're safe to say that um, the evil deeds of motorsport games are thankfully being undone. It's just a shame that we had to go through this period for motorsport entities to realise what they had. Um, and that, you know, the grass isn't always greener. Exactly. Um, and also we'll brush up on it in a later topic but it's yeah. it's the the repercussions of what multi- motorsport games are doing and have done mm. and what has created going into 24 not just IndyCar but the wider of different genres of motorsport and there's a trend that I've noticed in 2024 looking at all this news and stuff I'm noticing but I really like this I love IndyCar um I've, I think the Indy 500, this is one of the events that I actually watch people's streams for. I don't know yeah. why, but I just yeah. find it. I have a max. I have, I really I have loads of respect for people that do this, whether you do it in the 
59th split or you do it in the first split, it's still really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think I could do... Like, I've done triple stints at Le Mans and things like that in endurance races, etc. Um, on sim racing. But I don't think I could do 200 laps. It is 200 laps, isn't it? It is about that, isn't it? Something like that, but, yeah. Something like that. Um, I don't think I could do 200 laps of wheel-to-wheel racing about two inches away from someone else. And if I touch them, we're both going into the shadow realm at 240 miles an hour. Yeah, so, it, is, it is epic. I really enjoyed being doing it. In fact, I, did it tw- I enjoyed it so much, I did it twice. Um, so, yeah, that should tell you how good it is, because everyone knows how much I enjoy single-seater racing. as a rule of thumb. Um, sticking with iRacing, that's great news. I'm really, really happy with that. Um, but sticking with iRacing, we do have to mention that this weekend uh, is the start of the uh, iRacing uh, 2024 special events uh, with the Raw happening. Can't be long till the real Daytona Raw, but that must be next weekend, the real Raw. Uh, yes, I think so. Um, more on that, I'm sure, in due course. And, of course, all full coverage will be on uh, IMSA Radio here on uh, the RSL... <clears throat> excuse me, the RSL Network. Uh, but the Raw taking place uh, from the 12th to the 14th of Jan. Um, and that obviously features uh, LMP3, GT4 and touring cars uh, with the Daytona 24 happening next weekend from the 19th to the 21st of January. Um, that'll be the seventh running. Seems like it should begin. Seems like it should be more. Um, the seventh running of the Daytona 24 on iRacing. Um, and that's going to see hundreds of teams of uh, hundreds hundreds of teams, drivers, managers, engineers, spotters, everybody taking place uh, taking part in this. Please do uh, jump on there, watch the official streams. Um, do uh, with VCO. Do also, you know, if you've got friends who are taking part, support their streams. Um, we'll make sure to try and get some of our, uh, our friends of our shows streams uh, shared, so you can give them your support. It's an amazing event. It deserves a lot of love. Um, especially in 2024, and uh, yeah, uh, and that'll of course, of course, that'll be for GTP, LMP2, and GT3 just, vehicles. Just before you go on to another topic, yeah, I don't have an athletics race. I don't think on the on the uh, Daytona 24 weekend. So if mm-hmm. anyone needs a race spotter or an engineer, I'm free. I've got Motec. I'm free. He's I'll free. sit here. I'll sit here for that if anyone needs some. Uh... And believe me, dear listener, he would, <laughs> and will, and has. So I have. Mm. I nearly won Le Mans. True. True. Anyway, move on. <laughs> um, okay, so just jumping to another bit of news that sort of appeared um, last week. I think it was uh, Gran Turismo Sport. Basically, the Gran Turismo that kind, in my opinion really launched the esports events side of things for that title um is going to be de- is um is being delisted from uh, the PlayStation store so nobody you will basically you, digitally you will not be able to buy Gran Turismo Sport anymore um and that was without any notice whatsoever they just Sony just did it a little bit sad 
It is a bit. I mean, online services are ending on the 31st of January, and that was known about. Um, so the fact that it's um, it's kind of died already in terms of being able to be purchased is a bit a bit naff. Um, cause I think that was a lot of people's gateway back into Gran Turismo after perhaps quite a bit of time out. Um, they stopped yeah. selling uh, DLC back on the 1st of December last year. Um, from the PlayStation Store, uh, but yeah, so the game is now delisted. So if you've got it, great, well done, fantastic, and you keep enjoying it. Um, but you won't be able to play with anybody as of the end of this month, by the sounds of it. So they're just pushing people onto the latest one. I mean, yeah, I I get it. I guess I guess they want to sort of push resources and energy to one side but i don't know i guess but course, i guess it, yeah but because you won't because it's kind of like an online like an always online game yeah that's that's, what, that's what i thought as well isn't it always online so basically one of the lines i've just read basically says it says you can still um if you already own gt sport you'll be able to play it fully until the server shut down on the 31st of jan after that, you can still start the game, but you won't be able to progress through the title anymore, which basically makes it dead. Okay, I don't so, agree. So with there's that. actually, so there's I don't actually, agree. With so you can't even just drive no. around and enjoy what no. the well, empty halls of your game. You can, but you just won't be able to save it or do anything progressive with it at all. So there's no point having it. Which means secondhand yeah. sales of it are pointless as well. Yeah. That's an interesting one from. Uh, yeah, well, from, uh, that's, yeah, on, that's then. an interesting one. Mm. Um, anyway, good news. <laughs> good news. The KTM Crossbow GT2 has been is being added to a set of Corsa Competizione's GT2 pack. Huzzah! That's a pretty car. I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen because it's one of the more prolific cars in the pack. But yeah. So that brings so that means we've now seen the Audi R8 LMS GT2, the KTM Crossbow GT2, the Maserati MC20 GT2, the Porsche 911 GT2 RS Club Sport Evo, and the Porsche 935 2019. So basically, all that leaves out is the Brabham, which I'm pretty sure we've seen a picture of. I may be making that up, but I'm pretty sure we have. The the um, at least at the Lamborghini Luracan. Then for some reason, you tell me about Lamborghini. Yeah, the Lamborghini, the Pachetta. Tell me somebody hasn't made a a a, a um a uh, you know a a cooked meats model of a Lamborghini somewhere and hasn't called it that. If not, why not? It's so obvious. But it's like they're saying that everyone who's a fan of the of the new um, prototype come out should be called Lamborghinis, which I am fully behind. Lamborghinis, I love Lamborghinis. that. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> and as someone who supports Iron Dames, I am in fact a fan bikini. So that's fine. You are a um, proper fan bikini. <laughs> but there's a bit of speculation. There's a bit of speculation on that one because the car itself is quite is very very similar to the Super Trofeo on which it is based, and the Super Trofeo is already in the game. It'd be interesting to see whether they do do a like a proper modified version, completely different model of it, or they just take the Super Trofeo and put it in GT2 with slightly different specs. 
I I would be fine with them to do that because it is the same chassis. It, unfortunately, that's a very Forza way of thinking, so I'm hoping it, that they don't do that. It is, but I would also be inclined to think that if there are vehicle dynamic differences, they implement those so the car actually has a difference. And you then mean vehicular dynam- dynamism. Yes. Very <laughs> long word for January, isn't it? It is a very long, but that's fine because we're all fan beginnies. Exactly. <laughs> um, um, mm. Yes, and then oh, and then the brilliant. and then the Yakamaya mobile, which is the AMG Mercedes GT2 or Mercedes AMG GT2. I thought that was already in the game. To be honest, the G- no. Why would the you think AMG? That? I don't know. I thought the AMG was already in the game. No, no, but... no, no. Um, I have no idea why I did Cotswela then. I Cotswela, no, no. <laughs> AMG, no here. Um, no AMG, no, no, no AMG. I'm gonna stop. You do that, you do that That's... way better than me. Anyway, it's a Family Guy reference for the day. Uh, the year, in fact. We know that's a lie. We'll come up again. Um, so we're looking very good for that. We still don't know what exactly when it's co- exact date of when it's coming out, uh, or or in fact when it's coming out for console. Um, but of course we also have to look forward to AC two. Have to look forward to it. It's a bad thing. We're looking forward to AC two coming out at some point this year as well. So. Do they do they actually need to release ACT? Because they keep releasing ACC content, and they keep like, could they not just rebrand, I... not rebrand a, a the normal AC? But do you know what I mean? Like, give it a massive, massive update. Yeah, I mean, and... maybe. Who knows? But unless it's an actual like game engine difference, I guess that's that's the fundamental. I just route. I just realised another little bit of news that we hadn't mentioned because we were off air. Although it's probably caught fire already, so it isn't. It, it probably won't be happening anymore. But the the Valmore Vanderville six eighty is going to be a Le Mans ultimate. Now, what will be the ultimate funniest thing is if that's the OP car in the game. Oh god! No, because everyone, the game, the game will, will be, be like, like the Valmore. The game will be like the Valmore Vanderville. Look like it's going to be great, and then two minutes two minutes prior to launch, catch fire and not actually start at all. Fair. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if they're getting crashes to desktop every single time you started and the van walls the cover car all of a sudden? It only crashes at the when it's loading up with like a it it springs to the van wall and then it just goes oh. blue screen four oh four. Oh dear, we're terrible terrible oh, that, people. We're going to bad places be, for this. That'll be interesting. I um, really like the van wall. See, this is why I see I fear that if I applied for a job for Vanwell, they'd be like, yeah, we've heard your podcast, so we're not, we're not taking your application anymore. I can't imagine they have. <laughs> It'd be nice if they did, but I can't imagine that they have. Um, and then on New Year's Eve, I ha- how was your New Year's Eve? Because mine was surprisingly amazing. Uh, mine was very quiet. Mine was full of engine noises because I spent most of it driving round Le Mans uh, in AMS2 uh, in the Porsche uh, 963. 
Uh, we had very different New Year's Eve. I was watching the did. Disney's Lady and the Tramp. Which isn't a bad thing. I, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that. I'd never watched it before. So I watched I... Disney's Lady and the Tramp. So. But I do think that uh, driving the 963 would be quite entertaining. I was, and, and I won't lie, I was absolutely blown away. Because for, for, for a start, we kind of knew it was coming. But then they just went, oh, Happy New Year. Here's Le Mans and a bunch of cars to play with. And, oh, down the line, we're releasing a second half of this pack with more cars in it and historic versions of Le Mans as well, just, just, just because. So that was all very nice. Um, so for those who haven't no, have got it, and, and, and for the first initial days, you could play it for nothing. It was just there. So I did. Um, so... I've got yeah. a million and one questions to ask you then. I can't answer a million and one questions. I could probably answer a couple. But firstly, the track, obviously, was is the Le Mans circuit and the Bugatti layouts. Yes, they are the full 2023 centenary editions of the circuits. So you have the new Porsche bridge. You have the multicolored um, design across the front of the Porsche Center. Um, and all of the banners are all basically correct. And the first chicane is called Daytona. And it's got all the relative markings. It's absolutely bob-on, and I love it. Um, See, this is this is ticking boxes, because we really went on a proper ranto tanjo <laughs> about, like, circuits not being rendered into how they should be. Yeah. AMS is really good, though, because they had an updated version of Monza. They had an updated version of Spa. They're brilliant at keeping circuits updated or bringing in modern versions of it. How these mega million pound console variants can't do it in seven years i have no idea uh the word is passion yes <laughs> i think that passion is literally that defines everything